Right, welcome to uh, the week two, um, what are we calling it? The Breakaway Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, today I have a guest. I have uh, one half of the Ballings combination, Gary Baker. Say hello, Gary. Afternoon, Kamish. Happy to be here. Delighted that you're my first guest, uh, you know, as the older contingent of the league, uh, I think we should represent in the best way possible. Well, I mean, yeah, as the elder statesman, the more mature of the group, um, yeah, it's good that we'll we'll get this ball rolling and, and show them how it's done, I think. And let's face it, between the three oldies, we put together uh, the best matchup this week um, of the league. The rest of it was just a complete shit show. So, you know, good to show the youngins how it's done. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Amazing. Right. So we'll do fantasy headlines to start, uh, which is new for this week, but obviously there's no point doing fantasy headlines last week. So we'll do it this week and then we'll do matchups, star and bust of the week, my prediction tracker. Uh, we'll do looking ahead to next week and then a small interview with uh, with you, Baker. All right. Cool. cool. So good to me. Fantasy headlines. Let's start out with Tua and Waddle. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you as our resident Dolphins fan to just wax lyrical about your boys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to wax lyrical about the Dolphins, uh, I don't know, maybe since uh, Dan Marino. And um, yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's not going to happen every week, is it? But that was a hell of a game. It was it was unreal. Um, I think I think just like positive play calling has made a massive difference. You know, it they seem to have kind of, Unleashed to her a little bit. I, I mean, I don't know whether or not, you know, one one incredible game is not turning him into, you know, top tier, top five quarterbacks. But, you know, we've got two incredibly quick wide receivers and they're feeding him. I mean, you know, they broke coverage so many times that yeah. it, that's not going to happen every week. But, you know, they he, he went they went for it, and uh, the game script obviously helped. Being absolutely pummeled in the first half, it, yeah. So it was all it was it was just an incredible game, and it's just it's just good to see some positivity and some actual yeah. kind of just yeah, just some good offensive play for the first time in years. Yeah, there was all that preseason chat about if you give two of the weapons, can he succeed? Well, this looks pretty good, doesn't it? I did notice, and I, I made a note for later that on both of Tyreek's big shots, like it looked like the ball was slightly underthrown. But I do wonder whether that's just too adjusting to just how fast Tyreek Hill is. It's only so and much you can learn in preseason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, everybody just keeps like going on about the fact that he's got like a weak arm he still he still bombed that ball a yeah. good distance and you know you look up field and you see Tyreek Hill standing there in with nobody near him you don't need to drop it over his shoulder and make the catch any harder than it needs to be he had time to just turn around catch it and then run off and score the touchdown so I mean you know I'm not I don't know, but I think he's got a quick arm. Some of the some of the calls were good. He, you know, he's getting into the pocket and, and releasing the ball quickly. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm I, I, I think, on him. I think it's actually a good sign because I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's got a weak arm. I think his arm's just fine. And I think once he gets that timing right with Tyreek, like actually catching the guy in stride, like 
is going to going to be insane. It's it's just an opportunity for him to get even better. So I I think it's uh, I think it's awesome. It was such yeah, a great. I mean, it will be next, Sunday will be a big test. You know, yeah, we're playing the Bills. They're outrageous. So yeah, it will either be another shootout or it will just be shut down. But the defense is still playing well. Well, apart from the first half, but you know they stopped them on the line like three times. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy. It'd just be good to see. It's going to be quite a contested division, to be fair. Apart from the Patriots, who suck. But um, <laughs> yeah, the Jets. Even the Jets are kind of just launching it around everywhere. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, nice. All right. Uh, moving on then. Carson Wentz, headline number two, second consecutive week of over 35 fantasy points. There's a lot of skepticism last week when you guys picked him up for a, a massive hundred and one dollars. Um, but it seems to have uh, seems to have repaid the favour this week. Well, yeah, as we discussed in the in the chat, we we believe that other members of the league who required quarterbacks would be also <laughs> putting in some bids, but didn't realise that they would be asleep on the job. So, are you saying Ed Lamb doesn't know what he's doing? It wouldn't be for me to say, but <laughs> <laughs> all all point it does all point to that. Uh, I mean. You know, the fab's there to be spent and it paid off. But it, although we didn't get the win, you know, we po- we posted some serious numbers again. And Wentz, he's got the weapons. Again, it's you've surrounded him with like three good receivers. I mean, Curtis Samuel is the Renaissance man. And, um, you know, Thomas is one of the better performing tight ends. You know, Dotson, McLaurin, and it. it He's got he's got the weapons. He's still yeah. he's still a dodgy quarterback. Some of his plays, you know, he was still throwing it like you know, fuck knows where, um, a lot of the time. But when you've got people who can make plays, he's gonna score points. So whether it's gonna continue for the rest of the season, I, I doubt. But for now, he's definitely better than Brady. He looks this season like he's got a little bit of Bucks era Jameis in him. Just like I'm just gonna chuck it. Yeah. See what and, happens. You know, Jameis has always been a fantasy stud just because yeah. he just doesn't care. He'll, yeah. he'll throw interceptions all day, but he'll also throw like 10 touchdowns and just bomb it up the other end of the pip. So, yeah, uh, we're, ha- we're happy that he's part of our team. Gerald and uh, Julio and Evans are, are pleased that Wentz is, is part <laughs> of our franchise. Well, sticking with your team, uh, on the other side of this, uh, Kyle Pitts still not doing bits. Um, 19 yards again for the second consecutive week. I think this week may be slightly mitigated by the fact that he was pretty much followed around the field by Jalen Ramsey, uh, who played out of the slot um, and, and covering the tight end a lot. But um, concerning that the Falcons don't seem to be getting Kyle Pitts too involved in the offense. Yes. I mean, our... Uh... We were quite happy with our tight ends. Neither Rawlins or I particularly like tight ends, tight end position. And having two tight ends in the team was a contentious point <laughs> for us. But we were constantly arguing about actually picking them up. But we thought because we've got picks and got him hurt so early, we were like, yes, and, you know, at least this is going to secure us points week in, week out. And yeah, I mean, he lines up like a like a wide receiver, and yet they're not targeting him it, it it is concerning maybe after two weeks that we've basically amassed three points I think from our tight ends over two games um yeah it, 
it is it is concerning but obviously this being a dynasty he is a class act and yeah. um over time i think it will be it will pay off that that we drafted him so early but yeah it's not not going too well at the moment I think towards the back half of the season, like that might be when he pays off because like next week they got Seattle, then Cleveland, then Tampa Bay, then the Niners. Cincinnati defense looks a bit ropey, but then you're into like Carolina, the Chargers, the Bears, Washington. Like he's he's going to pick up some points in that run, and that's yeah. When, really, and when I mean, they him, proved the Falcons have proved that they can score, so you know they're, they're not afraid to kind of move the ball. So it's just. He only scored one touchdown last season. The whole kind of talk was, obviously, he's going to be scoring more touchdowns this season. We bought into that quite heavily. I think most people did. I think he will. But, you know, at the moment, it's... But the tight end... Like, tight ends are just not performing, really, across across the league, apart from, you know, Andrews, I guess. Kelsey, I suppose. But, um, you know, if some of the fancied tight ends... <laughs> and we've got another one of them. Yeah, just aren't aren't really kind of uh, aren't paying off at the moment. But you know, that's no, a wasteland, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, next next headline for me: Trey Lance, um, obviously devastating ankle injury out for the season. Uh, just uh, I still don't know what Trey Lance is. Whether he's going to be good from a real NFL perspective or not. From a fantasy perspective, it's probably a good thing. Right, because I think he, you know, you could see them playing the power run offense with him. He was getting more rushing opportunities, which was taking stuff away from both the running backs and Debo and also just throwing less, right? So Jimmy G coming in is actually going to make all of the other fantasy elements of the Niners offense more productive. So, you know, it's it's good from that perspective, which is a very limited perspective. But Brandon I Debo, I think both stock up. Who the hell knows who the running back is going to be in, in a few weeks because Jeff Wilson is going to get injured. Um, and uh, we've already lost Mitchell uh, and Tyrion David Price is injured, which means we're going to be on our fourth running back pretty soon. Uh, we go through running backs at like a rate of knots. And I think I said yeah. the other week in one of the chats, that's just because of the scheme. Like it just exposes running backs to more brutal hits. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we're obviously happy. That we pick we pick Debo up. It's like you say, it's definitely going to have positive implications for him. I mean, I think for the 49ers, you're lucky that you didn't ship Jimmy. Like he, yeah. you know, it's unreal luck and fortune for you that he basically almost got you to the Super Bowl. He he can he can be the man, but what What's going to happen is at the end of this season, you're probably going to have another off season in the same vein as this one, where it's going to be like, especially if he does well. Obviously, if he fucks up and, and just blows well, a, it, then he's a free agent at the it. end of this season. So I, I don't see any scenario in which they bring him back unless something really catastrophic happens with Lance's a, uh, ankle. I think we're going to have to let him go because you know he's going to earn his money this year. Now his, his base salary yeah. was seven mil, but with all the incentives that he had in his contract, he's probably going to earn them all now. And you know, I don't know if he'll reach the Super Bowl, probably not, but he's going to earn probably $16 million this year. And so 
if he does that well, then he's going to get a job somewhere else. Someone's going to actually say, do you know what? This guy has proven it. He's been in the playoffs, the championship games, the Super Bowls. Let's uh, let's give him a shot somewhere else. So, yeah, we're yeah. in for an off season from hell next year, I think. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, as a as a Niners fan, do you do you think that Lance? I don't is know. The guy. I genuinely don't know. Like, I trust no. Shanahan's coaching. I trust his eye for quarterbacks because what, why would I not, right? He's got a great track record. But I haven't seen enough from him to say whether I think he's the, the answer or not. He missed a whole year of college. He only threw, He only played like, you know, 300 plays or something in his college career. And he's played very limited action. He looks very scattergun. Um, but with his physical traits... Um, he could be incredible because he's he's a great runner and he's got a really strong arm. You know, he he could be like, uh, you know, like one of these kind of prototypical, um, you know, running QBs now. But I just don't know. He could be a complete bust, and and that will <laughs> that will be devastating considering what we gave up for him, and it will set the franchise back five years. So, yeah. Um, cool. Najee Harris is next on my list. So Najee Harris, uh, who was going in the top 10 of redraft, uh, has got 55 rushing yards through two weeks. Um, that for me is massively concerning if I'm a Najee Harris owner in dynasty. Um, he's already not just not picking up many yards, but he looks slow. I think somebody on another podcast the other day described him as like what we thought David Montgomery was, i.e pretty crap um uh but but david montgomery actually looks better than Najee harris right now so i would yeah. be concerned if i had him yeah um yeah i agree and obviously i owned him in our other dynasty league last season i traded him in the off season uh so he will undoubtedly come good and probably score hundreds of points but at the moment i'm reasonably happy with that even though the trade was you know i'm not not particularly happy with the trade but i i never really i never really bought into Najee after owning him last season he just yeah i mean i just don't think he ever quite reached where he was supposed to in his rookie season and now everybody's like he's going to make the step on with kind of travitsky just like with their, their quarterback play it's is atrocious so it was just so felt that he was going to be getting the ball a lot and he kind of is he's getting the touches but he's just not producing so no. yeah it's it is concerning but obviously you know he's young and he, he he's a bit of a blunderbuss but yeah i, I don't know it is yeah. I, i'd be concerned and i'm glad i don't own him yeah yeah me too uh, right, this, the sun god, Amon Ra, Dawson's boy. Uh, bloody hell, this guy is the top 10 wide receiver, right? I mean, the guy is a stud. Yeah, eight catches in eight consecutive games, equal in an NFL record. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's just class. He's class, and the, the Lions' offense is surprisingly good. And He's just an absolute star in that team. And yes, yeah, it's insulting that Dawson's the one that picked him up. <laughs> I absolutely love the Lions. I, I loved them in, on hard knocks. And I was sort of tempering my expectation and enthusiasm for them. But like, they were just going for it. Um, yeah. And they've also got like, rookie Jameson Williams, who is, you know, 
based on like what he did in college could also be incredible he's such a big guy and he will be like a great counterpoint to Amon Ra like that's just another weapon to add into like what already looks like a ridiculously potent offense exactly and like obviously if you've got more more than one weapon to go for then that's just splitting the defense you've just you know you need you need to double coverage Amon Ra because he's a fucking man magnet yeah uh, so yeah, you know, the more when he's on, you know, one on ones, you just may as well just wave goodbye. The guy is just an, an animal, and yeah, I love him. Great, absolutely great. He's the Lions are like ninety six Newcastle. They're just all offense, absolutely no defense. <laughs> it's fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Keegan esque managerial, uh, yeah, definitely yeah. a lot of you know positive positive speeches <laughs> in the changing rooms. It's Can't the, wait. Yeah. Uh, and last headline, Baker, is Tom Brady done? Uh, I, I, yeah. He's done, isn't he? He, he, looks, he, is. he looks like a man who, I saw a headline today saying, is Brady quiet quitting? I was like, well, it's not particularly quiet because uh, he's in front of the, the whole national audience. He looks terrible. He looks terrible. He looks pissed with yeah. his offensive line and basically play calling and is basically it's just a team. He just looks annoyed at them all the time. I'm yeah. holding him 100% responsible for Mike Evans getting suspended. <laughs> and yeah. It, he, yeah, he, he has looked, well, he's, I mean, he's half-assing it. He retired, he's come back. It, yeah, I'm, I am delighted that, yeah, in that Najee trade, I also got rid of Brady, so it yeah. was that was that was pretty it, good because it, it feels like the retirement tour, doesn't it? Like after week six, he's going to say, "Oh, actually, I'm retiring at the end of this season." He's just going to go around various stadiums, getting two minutes of applause, and you know, getting yeah. sacked six times. Yeah, they're still unbeaten. So yeah, incredible stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fantasy headlines taken care of for this week then so we'll jump into a little review of the week's matchups uh great that the first one was me versus uh you and Rawlins the Ballins combination uh the that was the best matchup of the week uh 235s versus 214 you guys got to consider yourself pretty unlucky uh to um uh, to 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 not get the win with that much um and uh for me having the the you know waddle absolutely go off against you uh, was delightful um and nick chubb uh that you know those those guys really tipped the match up in my favor yeah 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 we were watching chubb you know smashing in those points and the irony being that if he hadn't have gone in for his third touchdown the browns would have won because it would have been you know they could have played out that two minutes and the Jets wouldn't have been able to go at the other end and score. And then, yeah, that's just more points for us. Is a was a shitter. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, the fact that Waddle basically counted the 38 points that Allen had put up on Thursday, was, yeah. it was, we were always kind of up against it. And the, I think that we've had to roll with Penny because we've been waiting to see whether Brees Hall was going to, is going to become the man for the Jets. And I think he is slowly, although it's a shared thing, but he is actually getting more. So we were dicing with swapping Penny out, but we thought that they're going to, the, the Seahawks are going to be running it a bit. And um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, if, I mean, looking looking at our bench, there's not much that we could have done really. It was just a great matchup, and I mean, we're happy with our with our team. We posted good scores for both both weeks, and yeah, what can you do? It's just you know, if you if your opponent smashes a massive score like you did, then you've just got to take it on the chin, really. Yeah, you've got that uh, seemingly now controversial uh, for at least one bitch in this league uh, bonus point for the for for a high scoring loss. Um, oh, we'll get to, we'll get to that. Yeah, we we will we'll dive into that. I think, like you said, like Penny didn't score well this week. Um, Seahawks running backs are going to be tough this season, but it was against the Niners. The the run front for the Niners is is yeah. absolutely fantastic. So. Yeah, I think between Penny and and your underperforming tight end duo, that was that was well, exactly. Costly. You scored tw- over twenty points at tight end, and we scored under three. So yeah. you, you know, you're never going. That's just going to hamper us anyway. So yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. good to see Aaron Jones post some serious numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, we wanted him to be the man. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, moving on, Ed versus Kyle, probably the second good matchup of the week. 223 versus 196. Ed bounces back after a terrible, terrible week one loss to me. Uh, Tyreek and the Sun God just getting stuff done for Ed. I mean, yeah. We're, obviously, Ed is the Najee owner, um, but his wide receiver core is elite. And this week, posted absolute numbers yeah. uh yeah which you yeah, fair fucks it was a good like an outstanding performance and you know kyle's got a power power offense as well so it's, yeah it was another good matchup but yeah ed has definitely got some weapons yeah um dalton schultz though for uh kyle Negative 0.2 points. I mean, I love seeing Cowboys fail, but that is brutal. <laughs> Two of four receptions for 18 yards and a lost fumble. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's like he he's getting. injured as well now. So yeah, you know that was yeah. But I mean, the the Cowboys are woeful. They are in trouble. They are it's a in fantasy trouble. wasteland, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is. And obviously, in uh, I've I have. Stocks in the Cowboys in various other leagues, and I hate them all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brilliant. Um, Yeah, I think Kyle also got the controversial uh, win bonus, which we will continue to mention. The other thing I would say is he, um, I think he had uh, the Christian Kirk breakout week, didn't he? Um, Well, I would also say that Tua scored a quarter of his points. He did, didn't he? 53.8 points. That's insane. So, I mean, you take. To, I mean, fair play, fair play to Kyle for playing to her. Like, you know, he he did, he sort of performed all right against the Prats in week one, but it wasn't a massive score. Yeah. You know, he rolled with him and it paid off. But it, he unfortunately, he came up against Ed, who has got a, some incredibly big scores. So, unlucky. <laughs> uh, right, Steve versus Franco. Uh, Franco got it done this week after a narrow loss last week. Um, you know, getting it done against a pretty lowly performance by Steve, uh, Steve's roster. You know, we, I said at the start of the season he was, you know, kind of loading up for dynasty. Uh, that's 
got to be the case now, particularly after losing Lance. He's got to be kind of aiming for the 101. And my my suggestion to Steve is trade those veterans, trade away Mixon and, and Co. and get some value for them now and get some young players in the future um, because that team's going nowhere this season. Um, yeah, Franco, I, I got... mean, I guess I guess you look at Steve's you look at Steve's lineup and you think on paper it looks like it could have been a breakout. You you could have got breakouts from a lot of his players and you it could have been just an incredible team. But there are some big names that aren't really performing that you would expect. Brown, Mixon, just not they're not posting numbers that you would want to carry your the younger players. So. It's that, yeah, I guess it's just a, a big underperformance, really, from from Steve's team. Franco, I know, you know, solid, but not spectacular. That's what yeah. she said. Yeah, a lot, a lot of kind of like just solid performances in there. I, I'm worried about Franco's running backs. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott, neither of them have scored well yet this season. Uh, that might just be a factor of you know, who they're playing against or changes in the offense in Minnesota. But I'd be a bit worried about those two if they don't break out over the next couple of weeks. I think you've got he's got definitely more. You know, Cook will come good. Zeke is going to be touchdown dependent, I think, for the rest of yeah. the season. And it's just a little bit worrying that they're not giving him all the goal line carries. So, yeah, it, yeah. I think I think Dalvin will, will come good. Both running backs 27, though. They're in the danger zone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alvin Kamara as well. No, obviously not on this roster, but, you know, he's 27 and, and looking dicey. Uh, but, you know, Edward, Edward Hilaire is, has looked yes. a lot better. He's yeah, definitely, he's... you know, I thought he was he was written off by so many. And to be fair, it's kind of like Montgomery. He's, he's, looked, he's looked a lot better than people have given him credit for. So, you know, one shining light. Currently the number six running back. Yeah, he's done well. Uh, then, so we've got, jump into the last matchup. Uh, we've got Val versus the bitch. Um, uh, you know, 140 versus 175. This matchup, like, underwhelmed on pretty much all levels versus their projection. Um, Jake is obviously being a whiny little bitch about the bonus loss. Um, my advice to Jake is just score more points. Um, maybe don't leave so many on your bench. Uh, actually, if you'd hit your max projection, you would have scored 224 points and you would have got two wins and zero losses. Uh, so maybe just pick better players, mate. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> look at the league and Jake has scored the sixth least amount of points and has conceded the sixth most amount of points. So his league position belies a couple of lucky matchups, and yeah, some just some pretty shoddy shit performances, really. And okay, I mean, that's it, it's gonna it's gonna separate the wheat from the chaff. And if he keeps posting like numbers like this, it's, he'll start sliding down the league. Um, you know, so he's just gonna have to bitch and whinge about it, but just settle for mid-table mediocrity. I think. Yeah. Yeah, maybe don't leave Amari Cooper, Curtis Samuel and Rashad Bateman on your bench. I don't know. Might be a crazy idea. Stage, stage advice from the commission there. <laughs> uh, on the positive side for uh, for the little bitch, uh, the Lamar to Mark Andrews connection remains uh, absolutely insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and, Va and Val's tight ends suck. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean... Russell Wilson is also questionable for Val. 
he has really not looked good. But with Jimmy, he's got some he's got some good QBs on them on the bench, so I, I would wouldn't be wor- too worried about that. Um, and yeah, Val's got some some good players, but also yeah, questionable tight ends. But Knox this is the the tight end for the Bills. You would expect him to be scoring points, and and he's not. And it's yeah, it's the tight end is a wasteland position at the moment. And really and McCaffrey is they they haven't they're not using him. Baker Mayfield is just a chump and is just not throwing the ball to their best attacking player. And it because I own him in in League of Legends, it's fucking annoying. But anyway. Yeah, I, I, I wanted Baker Mayfield to win, win week one against the Browns because it's the Browns um, and their scumbags. But uh, after that, I'm back to hating Baker and him just being a underperforming chump. Not you, um, but, you know, same might be applicable. Um, cool. So that's the, I think that's the end of the matchups for the week. Uh, quickly do star and bust of the week. Uh, I had Tua Dang as the star of the week. I, you know, we've said it all kind of at the top of the program, uh, he was absolutely amazing. And hopefully it's just a sign that he can continue. He's not as good to throw six touchdowns every week, but uh, anything else to say about, about your boy Tua? I just hope that he actually re- can repeat it a few times over the season. Like it, I don't want it to be a one-off. I don't think it will be. Obviously, he's not going to score six touchdowns every week, but yeah, it, I just wanted to, wanted to carry on and, and just to enjoy some Dolphins games. Yeah, uh, that's good. Uh, for me, bust of the week is Jake um, for setting this shit lineup. Really, I mean, what else is there to say? Is no obvious player who was a bust this week? Maybe Dalton Schultz, but but Jake, really, just Jake. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And the fact that he's got Jonathan Taylor, who was also a massive bust. Does look like a bust, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, one season wonder. Jake Kirsten. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, moving on. My prediction tracker from the start of the season. Uh, Valen as a title contender looks like a really rough prediction right now. Uh, he's not getting good performances from Eckler, CMC, Russ, a few other people. He just um, doesn't look like the team that I thought it was going to be. Well, uh, I mean, I'd have to, have to agree with you there, yeah. 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 Um, Ed bounced back, though. Thankfully, at least one of my projections doesn't look like it was miles off. Uh, uh, but uh, my team continues to surprise even me because uh, I thought that team was was pretty rubbish. But you know, getting some over performances um, from from, you know, from from the likes of uh, of Waddle, but um, I don't know how long it will last. But I am yeah, number one it's got right to be now. Said that we, I, I think, was going to be. Awful. I think the whole league <laughs> is surprised at how well your team is performing, Commissioner. Um, you know, uh, you posted some big numbers. Can it last? Only time will tell. But yeah, it's. I mean, what 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 can you say? Fortune oh. favors the brave. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, so penultimate section. Looking ahead to next week's matchup. Uh, I got me versus Kyle up first. Um, an unexpected early season slobber knocker is uh, is my headline for this one. <laughs> uh, Kyle is currently edging the prediction 213 to 206. That's obviously going to be really close. Uh, 
will Tua continue to ascend? Is he going to do a follow-up performance? Obviously not a 53-point, but, you know, if he puts up, say, a mid-30s performance, that'll be awesome, and that'll probably, uh, you know, make sure that Kyle can kind of, like, ride this one out to victory. For me, the thing I really need to see is the Steelers change their quarterback because it is killing my uh, my my Steelers skill position, uh, Deontay and and Pat Pat Freyamuth. Like I, I need them to change from Trubisky and hope that Kenny Pickett is better. Uh, please no Mason Rudolph. That would be truly dreadful. Yeah. Um, then it's it's you versus Ed. Uh, two twenty to two oh four currently in Ed's favour. Is this a playoff contention matchup? Will Ed's running backs ever get going? And can Kyle Pitts exceed 19 yards? I think all of the above could happen. I mean, what I would say about the predicted score is we've still got Mike Evans in our lineup. Pittman could be back. We're probably going to be bringing in Brees Hall. So a few shuffles of personnel and we will be bringing that score a lot closer. And I, yeah. I think, you know, I, I think these those top top two matchups are probably, hopefully, going to be the two the two big games of the week again. You know, the the power offenses of those four teams against the lamenting shite below. <laughs> Definitely, uh, Valen versus Franco. Again, Val expected to have a massive victory like he has done the last two weeks and has, has not delivered. 235 to 221. This this apparently is going to be the, the big game matchup of the week. Um, but can Val's stars actually perform? Um, they've got some tough matchups uh, this week. Some of his good players. He's got the two Green Bay players going up against the Bucks and uh, Russ, who is done, by the way, uh, playing against the Niners front. Um, on the flip side, Franco, Franco's got some plus matchups. So he's got Hertz going against Washington and, and Chase going against the Jets. You've got to expect massive points from those guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that the, the Jets love to throw the ball. So they love, they love a shootout. And um, yeah, the Bengals have looked pretty turd. So <laughs> I, I, think it, I think that will be a massive, I think that will be a huge scoring game. Um, and which will only, you know, go in the favour of any fantasy fantasy relevant players that uh, that are playing in it. So yeah, it could be it could be a good game. I, I, I want to see Val, you know, I want to see that his team kind of meet their expectations, um, and maybe this is the week. If he posts the numbers that he's predicted finally, then uh, yeah, he's, it'll 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 drag him right back into contention. Is Val just cursed though? Like, does he make good fantasy <laughs> players bad? It, I mean, it is a question because he's an, he's a knowledgeable gentleman. Yeah, he knows an awful lot about the game and about the players. But yet, somehow... I always look at his teams and go, "That's a good team." Like, start of the season, like that he should do well. And yet, and, and I don't know what's yet. going on. And yet, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Last matchup, uh, Steve versus the bitch, uh, 204 to 224. Uh, Steve is down bad. Uh, this should be a, a you know an easy victory for Jake. Um, Nixon versus the Jets maybe could help Steve. Maybe Fields getting an easier lineup against Houston. But my God, those guys have got to overperform to have a chance. So Jake should win. But can he actually pick a good wide receiver lineup? Or is he just going to play the shit ones? 
<laughs> True. And I mean, Steve, Steve's quarterback position, it, I mean, with the importance of having the second QB in flex is massive. And Fields, just what the fuck is happening in Chicago? It, you know, Joe Flacco has thrown about 27 times more pass attempts than Fields over the two games. Like, you can kind of write off the first game because of the swamp-like conditions, but on Sunday, it was it's something like nine or like 11 attempts. Yeah, like, 11 that's attempts. That's just madness. That is madness. Every, like there a, is not a, a fantasy-relevant player on the, on the Bears apart from Pats Montgomery. Yeah. It's a regression yeah. from last season. He's got worse with a new coach, a new play calling. That they've actually somehow made him worse which yeah. is just beyond belief. And they just have not, well, they, you know, they tanked, they tanked it in the preseason. They, they did not, they have not invested in any weapons. They've invested in nothing. And yeah, I've, I really feel for Fields because I think he's, he's a good potential quarterback, but you know, you can't, you can roll a shit in glitter, but you know, you still <laughs> wouldn't want to eat it. <laughs> that is one hell of a metaphor. Uh, right well that's the end of the main content um so uh baker as our first guest got to do like little interview i've no idea really what to do here but i came up with some questions uh so question number one baker you say you don't prepare for your fantasy football seasons uh but it always looks like you do prepare so what's the reality um i do more prep now than I used to, but that's really because we do long, slow drafts. I, I like, I've, I've basically lived my life by winging everything. And, and, that, and yeah, when we were, you know, when we we're doing normal drafts, I, I rarely did any prep. Um, and that was when we first joined the League of Legends, when we first started doing fantasy, I mean, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I was I was a bit like a fair weather NFL fan. I sort of knew, I didn't really know much about the game. Um, and I I would argue that Rawlins was the same. I mean, he picked Witten in round in the first round uh, of our first draft. Um, and yeah, that. So I was winging it there, and then I wing it less now. But that's more just because I have time to do a little bit of pre-pick research and there is more I can't be asked to read stuff whereas I can absorb podcasts driving to and from work so I generally have sort of listened to uh you know fantasy footballers podcast and stuff which is just quite entertaining anyway um so I probably yeah the last couple of seasons maybe a little bit more insight but generally from years ago I did absolutely nothing no prep at all and that's probably why I've never won <laughs> well you mentioned Rawlins and the fact that he definitely used to do no prep like since he had a kid or maybe like a year after Daphne came along that man is in on fantasy football uh yeah he is and I'm 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 extremely happy that he is my co-manager I think that we have combined to pick a good solid dynasty squad and uh yes and I, I hope that we have more success than the the 
gen the actual Julio and Evan ever <laughs> managed to get. Certainly seems that way. Um, what has been the fantasy highlight of your fantasy career in inverted commas? Hmm. Um, well, I've obviously won a ring in a deep, deep league. So that's, you know, at least I have a victory. I've got, you know, in our dynasty league, I got to two Super Bowls to be, to be beaten out by arguably the best team in the league both times, the yeah. bastard. Um, so, I, I mean, I just, I guess that, that those actually kind of getting a ring and with the dynasty team getting to, getting to the big game, but unfortunately not winning it, I guess those are probably my, my highlights so far and any time that um i beat jed <laughs> always good always good and your the fantasy low light of your career i think the fact that i think our other dynasty league came a bit too soon in my nfl fantasy career so i and i did no prep and i really should have done a lot more prep for the dynasty draft that Though I did well to start with because I picked a lot of good players, they've all subsequently retired or got injured and left. So now my team is absolute garbage and will take years to to get back to any sort of relevance. And that that's my biggest disappointment. It's just having to fucking witness the shit show of that team every week. So that was why I wanted to put in a lot more effort for this dynasty is a new dynasty where i've kind of got a little bit more of a clue of what the fuck's going on so it, yeah, i can you... actually enjoy 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 watching the matchups because it is a horror show every week in the ming and uh yeah it's difficult to take if you draft badly it's like a three four year project isn't it it's it, it's just awful yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like I obviously got managed to get Todd Gurley in that league, and he took me to two those two championship games, and then his knee exploded, and he got arthritis, <laughs> and uh, and you, you know you lose that, and that's and from that point because I was in the championship games, I was, my draft position was so was was horrendous, so I didn't get the good players, and then they all just let they all just died. So yeah, that's 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 that, but. You know, in 20 years, I reckon I'll have a good team again because I'll be coming last for at least the next 10. I don't know. There's another guy in that league, uh, Braley, you know, his, his team is just hopeless. Yeah. We and he's had, he's had the 101 like three times. Yeah, it's Terrible. always between me and him. <laughs> so finally, what are your hopes for the season? Uh, I I want to get a good playoff run for Julia and Evans. Uh, I think we've got, I think we've got the minerals. I like the look of our team. I think we've got strength on the bench. So we're not 100% reliant on just our starters to just continually perform. I think we've probably got enough um, in reserve if any of them go down. Obviously, like any team, if, if you get rattled by a number of injuries to key players, then that, that is going to really have a sort of adverse effect. But yeah, I think, I think we... We could put up, we can put up a challenge. We can put up a challenge, and that's what I'd like to see. I'd like Kyle Pitts to start scoring some points, um, and yeah, I just, I, I guess, I guess that's that's yeah, that's it. Just to, just to have a good fun time. I want us all to enjoy the experience, and for us yeah, all Jake. to be friends again at the end. 
<laughs> I think I think I think your team's really good. I think if you could strengthen in the running back position, you would be a really strong title contender. It just seems a, a little shallow, maybe. Uh, really? But other than that, the team is uh, looking looking very strong. I would agree. I would agree. Any uh, any final remarks, Baker, before we uh, sign off? Uh, no, it's just this has just been uh, really fun, a good use of an hour of my working day. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope everybody enjoys it. And you've treated me very gently, and uh, you would make an excellent lover, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, thanks, mate. Uh, that's some way to sign off uh, right obviously like and subscribe rate us five stars on the itunes uh, podcast directory that we're not on uh, but we might be on spotify this week uh, i don't quite know how that works but apparently i can launch the podcast into the spotify ether uh, for all of the seven other listeners <laughs> definitely do that i'm looking forward to the sponsorship deals as they start rolling in can't wait zip recruiter come at me <laughs> All right, mate. Good to see you and uh, see you all next week. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>